You know my issues already. They're exposing their whole life to everybody. But that's my thing. It's like you signed up for it. Oh, 100%. Do you ever wake up so hungover that you can't look at your phone with both eyes at the same time? I did ghost my therapist for like two weeks. And then I realized I can't do that. <laughs> we just visualize ourselves in New York City doing this. I'm done thinking like, oh, I said too much. No one cares about you at the end of the day. Yeah, a lot of people have the same narrative, like to be honest. It's just being more vulnerable. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now we just have to, like, there's no it's, choice. It's too it's like, far, I know. Yeah. I'm Emma. I'm Hannah. And this is Sincerely Uninterested. We're true Boston girls. Absolute trolls. I've been ripping up Boston recently. My you friend really got have. An apartment so have I, kind there. of. We've been like doing the the 20 year old I love thing it. in Boston it's fun because it's I feel like this is fun I feel like this is us experiencing Boston before we move away right almost that's what I always say like I want to know the city before I leave because ultimately I don't want to live there mm-hmm. but yeah it's been a lot of going see here's the thing about people and like if you go out in Southie or like even the Fenway area a lot of people have apartments that are like right there so mm-hmm. they'll all just be like oh bring all your girlfriends come back to my place and you're like well, I have had like four vodka sodas, so I think this is a good idea. So I've seen the inside of a lot of apartments yeah. recently. You're touring. <laughs> yeah. I have been doing the tours. Um, yeah. You're like putting in your notes. This one has like 19 <laughs> square f- or whatever, 19,000 square feet. Blah, I'm like, blah, so blah. what do you do? Two bed. What can you offer two me? Bad, two bed, one bath. Like you're like, <laughs> you're doing the calculations and you're like, hmm, how much do you pay for this? Yeah. And it's fun. Not, but not. Not going back with anyone, just going back with my friends and then leaving. And Post-gaming. I have a lot of th- you know 617 not- numbers texting me right now being like, you'd be in Boston. I'm like, do you no. still call it post-gaming? Yes. People call it afters. Okay. Maybe when you're an adult, but I have a pre-game, a game, and a post-game. <laughs> yeah, because you're still playing games. Oh, <laughs> you're still playing games I'm out here. still playing games. <laughs> so. No, but my... Because my older sister calls it them afters, and I've heard like in well, other Hannah influencers Burner says like stuff. she went to school in Wisconsin, and she says they called them like ag like well that, that's after game. She called they called them something whack, and mm. I was like, well, people probably have like because not everyone I want calls a different it a I want a, I want a different name for pregame, right? Mm. <laughs> An appetizer. <laughs> Um, what's that other word? That French word? Rendezvous? <laughs> no, no, the French word for an appetizer isn't that a word? Oh, no, I have no idea. Please, you think I would know? <laughs> I'm like, you literally stayed in Paris yeah, for four know. months. Uh, Whatever, not important. Anyway, so somebody come up with a good word for a pregame. No, I'm gonna because I'm over it. Keep thinking about it. Um. So today we wanted to get into something that Emma and I talk about all the time, but basically just things that we wish we learned in health class. And we put out a poll on the Instagram, like a question and answer, and we got a lot of responses from people because our following is mostly girls and there's so many things that we didn't learn Mm -hmm. about like the female body, mental health, reproductive health, like all of these things so 
I feel like there's things every day I see on TikTok, someone being like, I wish I knew this was going to happen. Right. And I'm like, and I'm 35. Bro, same. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's so, getting IUDs. Like, no one knows what's going on. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we want to preface this by saying we're not really giving like scientific information like we have no but what we want to do is open the conversation to like plant seeds of this is what we should all look more into maybe Mm -hmm. give some of our own experiences and then we're gonna have a link links in our instagram or maybe on the description of this episode with places that you can go to learn more Mm-hmm. Um, yeah we're not doctors we're not professionals yeah and we, we're not like yeah. we're not necessarily giving advice we're just ta- like talking about what you guys all think and what we think about yeah what so. we should have learned or could have learned type of situation um so i want to start by saying like what did your health class look like um i always dreaded it like it was never like but, like, do they separate the boys and the girls, or... Um, only for the sex unit. Okay, I think me too. Yeah. Like, everything else was... Like, I, we learned about the anatomy together. Yeah. The only thing I remember... Did we have health class in elementary school? They, uh, my school, like, kept cutting funding. They put yeah. us in, like, trailers for Spanish class. And then, like, they t- <laughs> tore down the trailers when we were at recess. And we were like, adios! <laughs> You're like, we're, okay, today we're going to sit in the parking lot. <laughs> Uh, she's like i rolled my windows down my car is out here for the ac (laughs) no she's like sit on the trunk yeah um but i em and i grew up in franklin so we went to like a just a suburban middle class high school yeah but in turn like i feel like our school is or our town is pretty like conservative-ish but but it's 50 50 massachusetts is probably the most liberal you could get in terms of like like education wise yeah and so compared to you were saying one of your friends went to arizona and like only learned abstinence and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i feel like we probably got some of the best education which is crazy because because it wasn't much (laughs) i look back and i remember the type of uh contraception we learned was so dated we were learning like do you remember the sponge that yeah, you, that woman would stick up the vagina. I'm like, didn't people do that in the 60s? Yeah, when I think why? of the sponge, I think of Seinfeld and Elaine's episode trying to get it. I've never heard of it otherwise. Like, why did I learn about that? I don't know. I learned about condoms, that Diaphrams. the female condom, which never heard of anyone <laughs> in my life ever, ever, ever using that. Yeah. Not saying that it's like a bad way of like, right, whatever. But I never, I guess it's no not way. realistic. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was. I feel like I was never given anything realistic besides birth control the pill like the pill birth control mm-hmm. and condoms and abstinence like they and abstinence because yeah. i remember they would almost put things in a pyramid like ranking of like what's the best what's, what's the, yeah, yeah the percent except uh or yeah percent what is it called something right effectiveness right yeah, yeah, yeah and they were like but abstinence is number one yeah, that was I'm so like, weird. okay. It's like, no shit, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't obviously. think we need to explain. I don't think we need to be explained to us that if you don't have sex, you won't have a baby. Except for these <laughs> like, girls TikTok that are saying they've had cryptic pregnancies, but they're 120 pounds. I don't believe any of these. I've never heard of that. No, my sister now is like super skinny, is su- and all freaked out about having a cryptic pregnancy because these girls on What's TikTok are pregnancy? lying. It's basically like 
you you're they're saying that they had a baby but had zero bump and nothing was shown oh and i'm like you can yeah. have that like my mom's a labor yeah, 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 yeah. Nurse. oh i you didn't know about what that, that was i should know it's 300 that. pounds and can't really yeah tell no, but you difference. would see it and you, you yeah. would but if you have no stomach your yeah. organs are gonna go so yeah i don't know again not a doctor but I'm like, you just saw a few slides on TikTok of her being like, January, May, t- like Till August. Like, and then yeah. the girls are like, oh my God. Like a baby just popped out of nowhere. I yeah. was actually afraid of that. Like, <laughs> like last year. No, 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 no. I remember, okay, maybe those girls got to me too on TikTok. But I remember I was like, what if I'm pregnant? I don't know. I was like, what if I'm pregnant? I don't I mean, know. yeah. Fair. And like, I was like thinking of like, I was doing timelines and I was like, it's this person. If it's like this amount of months, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was terrified. I love but, it. But yeah. But yeah, so first we were, we're just going to get into some of the question, like the topics that you guys brought up on the Instagram. And then we're going to touch on some of the major like broad yeah. topics that Emma and I think are the most important. Or just like things that weren't really covered. Right, exactly. Hi everyone, this is just a disclaimer that this is a heavier episode that covers topics like consent, depression, fertility issues, abusive relationships, and eating disorders. Because we know that eating disorders can be a particularly triggering subject, if you'd rather skip that part of the episode, then you're going to want to skip from minutes 24 to 44. Emma and I are not experts on any of these topics. Our hope is just to bring attention to some of the conversations that we believe young people should be having today and doing their own research on. So the first one that I read off the Instagram, which I thought was hilarious and I loved, a guy wrote in, how to talk to girls, which is not exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. But very fair response. I think it... It is important, and if if he was meaning it in the way of like consent, how to talk like respectfully. Okay, yeah. Why don't we just go this way with it anyway? Yeah, because I can't tell you how to get a girl. Like, and I'm pretty sure that shouldn't be in the health class. Yeah, all I can say is, yeah, I'm like, do you want your 75 year old senile gym teacher who like saves videos of girls doing gymnastics to teach you how to talk to girls? No. Yeah. But what I will say is, they definitely should have touched on the respectful way to go about dating right true because really they did talk about relationships and like like boundaries a little bit a little bit yeah but i was just gonna say that girls the average girl gets hit on so many times a day that if she's not gonna remember anything embarrassing you said to her like she'll just she's not gonna go home at the end of the day and be like remember when that guy said something to me so if you want to go for it just go for it because yeah uh, she probably she might text remember. in her group chat, but they'll forget about it. She, exactly. But yeah. Yeah. The group chat's the farthest it's going, unless yeah. you she has a podcast. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Wait, but you, you know what that just reminded me of? I don't know why. Like, the conversation about um, consent boundaries or whatever. Do you remember? Did you ever have to do the thing where you would, like, role play, like, scenarios? Like, it was our, our topic no. on, like, like, domestic violence and stuff. Like, we had to, like, read... Like a script. No, but that's kind of smart. I and think we popcorn. read scripts, but... Or, like, we read scenarios, but I don't think yeah. we role-played it. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Honestly. That was a big... Maybe we can just connect this to the next one, which was, like, a lot of people wrote in consent with sex and hooking up, consent with relationships and boundaries, and how to say no to men. Um, 
I think it's hard when you're young learning about boundaries in relationships because the typical classroom has 30 sets of parents that are all having different relationships and all these young kids are seeing relationships in a different way mm. and it's it must be difficult to like teach about this is what a healthy relationship should look the, like and like yeah it's hard to touch on the different types of relationships there are when there are so many right like being so inclusive and diverse in how you're teaching yeah like what is out there yeah or even i'm just thinking like this seven-year-old her mom could be getting beat up by her dad you know Mm -hmm. and i'm like this should have been taught yeah i also think that we weren't we were taught extremes true we weren't taught how to identify the really small like this guy's literally gaslighting you yeah like so let's talk about you're being isolated from your friends like and this guy or this is like an emotionally abusive relationship yeah but this girl doesn't know how to identify it because she was only taught if it's not this bad then it must be okay yeah and i think we all think that it, well exactly yeah because i even know people it. like in my life that like i feel like have gone have been through relationships that are super emotionally taxing and mm-hmm. they stuck through it for so long just because they didn't realize that they could like it wasn't okay yeah i think they should have talked about well this is also a more nuanced conversation like we were in what sixth grade health class in like 2012 mm-hmm. but i think that gaslighting is a big thing isolation um i think that if anyone gives you the silent treatment, I think that's one of the most emotionally abusive things any person can do. Mm-hmm. And so if you're getting like the silent treatment in your relationship, look out for that. And then also just try to like rely on friends that you have. Realize that if you're, Emma and I talk about this to each it's other. It's always but, a red flag if you're, I think that your friends and your family should be almost like your like if they're if they're being pushed away because you're in a relationship, exactly. like something's up. Like if we can't tell each other things, if, if I'm you can't bring to tell you something, I know it's really bad. Yeah. yeah, and if you can't bring your boyfriend around your friends, mm-mm. yeah, that's a big one too. Um, or your family. Like, I hate when people make or I don't hate. I guess I can't say that. I feel bad for people when they're making excuses for the fact that, um, like they can't bring their like significant other places or they like they feel like they have to do all these things because they they think it's them putting in the effort in the relationship and i'm like no you're just um compromising on something you shouldn't have to for your yeah. yeah i something i always use for myself is i have a little sister that i'm very protective over and her and i are similar in a lot of ways and when i'm in a situation that i feel like i'm not being objective on i just think about what would i tell nora Mm-hmm. and then go based on that and and i'm like because i the advice i would give to this younger girl is like to protect herself and mm-hmm. to be like her most empowered because you're not hurt. like a majority of the time you're not out for your best interest yeah or you think that we all think we're special and we all think that yeah i know that this would be they a toxic relationship but me. he loves me and he's yeah. misunderstood yeah okay let him be misunderstood somewhere else yeah maybe he does love you and maybe he is misunderstood but doesn't mean it's healthy yeah it doesn't you got to put yourself first yeah so especially when you're younger i feel like you have to be selfish yeah in certain ways but you don't your, realize to be selfish till you're older i know 
which is tough um and women are I feel like growing up we were always taught to be so giving and so like unselfish being selfish was like such a no-no yeah because then you're like like men are independent but then a selfish woman is like yeah selfish and you don't realize men were never like when they're men can be so inconsiderate i hate to be like i'm not trying to be a man hater right now um they can be so inconsiderate in the way they like act or treat you Mm-hmm. and it's not seen as selfish right it's seen as oh they're looking out for themselves but then as soon as a woman does the same thing yeah we're seen as selfish we're supposed to be like the and toxic or whatever yeah 100 yeah, percent. um and something that relates directly to that is someone else wrote how to say no to men which is a big thing that i think i didn't i thought that i had my own boundaries but i mm-hmm. think until very recently i didn't realize that saying no to men or I would say not saying no to men doesn't only look like you are being pressured into something and you don't say no and Mm -hmm. every almost every girl listening to this or guy can think about a time when they were hooking up with someone and they didn't want it to continue or progress farther and not for like in the it doesn't moment, have to be dramatic reasons. It. Like right. you just like were, you just did you wanted it or you you know that saying when people are like if it's not a fuck yes it's a fuck no exactly yeah yeah like Serena Kerrigan and if you find yourself in this situation bargaining in your own brain like well I came all the way back to his apartment and it would be kind of weird for me to stop yeah. now and if if I don't keep going then I have to deal with the awkward yeah. conversation of saying no and leaving and how do yeah. I get home like. If you don't want it, it's Just a no. Just end it. Yeah. Like, it's a no. Like, don't do that to yourself. Because I feel like even I've done it. I've I've done it. You've done it. Yeah. You put yourself in situations where you're like, well, I don't not want it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. Or like, or you don't know that you don't want it. Like, deep down, you probably don't want it. You're but like, you're like, I'll just sit here like because could it could be worse. I could just go through with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, men are never doing things they don't want to do. And yeah. girls don't understand that. They are like maybe they'll do something because they're like fuck it but it's more of a fuck it in their own brain like like there's something on the other side that's like like make it worth it like yeah like i feel like more for men it's like well i could be with a different girl but i'm like here something like that for us it's well i could be not feeling violated but i don't want to be a burden and i don't want to be a problem um so be selfish Mm mm-hmm and the next one someone wrote mental health issues yeah and touched on it in such an odd way i feel like in in health class or not even odd just like we just it felt very it felt clinical yeah it was like you have anxiety depression thing yeah yeah like that you're i remember not knowing that you can someone when i was younger equated like my sister was like hannah being depressed sometimes unless it's clinical depression is can be like being dehydrated where it's like sometimes you're hydrated and sometimes you're not Mm -hmm. and being depressed can be the same way again unless you have clinical depression but situational depression is a big thing that no one ever talked about Mm -hmm. and i feel like the way with the way it was taught it felt very much like they were trying to be like, well, don't assume you have it. So yeah. then we were all telling ourselves, 
oh, well, mine's not that bad. Like, at least I don't have this situation going on. Or at, yeah. least, at least I'm getting out of bed. Or at least I'm eating. Like, But it's, it's like, first but are you girls okay? girls to, to admit in your middle school group that they were depressed. Mm-hmm. It was like a big thing. Yeah. Um, and I remember back then, like, barely anyone was in therapy, too. Right. And I almost think school. this yeah. is a whole different conversation, but I kind of think the narrative has done a 180 where every a lot of people are using, like, we, we had awareness, but now it's kind of shifting in a weird way where everyone's, like, kind of making excuses, but I for, like, larger societal issues. Mm-hmm. But that's going to keep going to the point that, again, we're ignoring it. We're yeah. ignoring, like, the root problems. Like, we can't just, we're not, we can't slap a Band-Aid on it and yeah. fix it. Yeah. And people think, like, oh, I went to therapy and now I'm good. It's yeah. like, no, that's not how it works. It's like no one took depression seriously. And then now because, and then it was, had its moment of being taken seriously. In, in like, pop culture almost. Right. Like, I feel like and I now that everyone yeah. says they're depressed, it's not taken seriously again. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, depression can look like anything and it can look like bad mundane habits of you wake up in the morning and you're like oh Mm -hmm. fuck i feel like it can look like dysregulating your daily routine it can look like you not going to the gym as much not Mm -hmm. showering as much not even like say you always do your makeup and you always like dress a nice and like a cute outfit or whatever like you not yeah like i don't know like or also overcompensating and flipping it mm -hmm. where you because i remember the times that i went to the gym the most in my life i was probably the most depressed because i would sit in my bed and i was like i don't want to do anything right now and the gym was something that i was like like i'm gonna distract myself sure yeah Yeah. i'll distract myself so Mm -hmm. Um, it can look in different ways i think that we it's very it's really nice to analyze your life almost as a a pattern or a cycle mm -hmm. and if you see yourself acting differently like almost like just take mental notes or even take notes on your phone if, if you're not good at like taking mental notes on uh, the things you do, the habits you have. Mm-hmm. If you notice that your habits are changing and you don't know if it's a good or bad thing, like sometimes it's just easy to just acknowledge w- in what ways you're changing. Right. I agree for sure. Yeah. Also, if your anxiety is a big one too, and I never think it's a bad thing to experiment with different um, like medications that your doctor or psychiatrist could put you on because... I mean, we've both at times in our life benefited from taking medication, but what I will say is a lot, which is another thing we didn't learn about in health class because it wasn't a part of the greater conversation at that point, is that a lot of people are being overly medicated. Mm-hmm. And um, just watch out for that. Advocate for yourself. Get second opinions at doctor's offices. Yeah. No one taught me to that the doctor's word is not law. Yeah. And I mean, I think about the number of people I know going for pre-med right now and I'm like, I would never let you be my doctor. Right. <laughs> like, or, but you yeah. wouldn't know that being a 17-year-old girl. And I feel like growing up, we were kind of basically taught like that doctor's word is Bible almost. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes they're going to recommend a medication for you to take and you can be, and it's up to you to be like, oh, what are those side effects? Yeah. Um, and it or works or even when you start everyone. taking it, being like, oh, this kind of feels weird. Like, I don't, I'm not, like, doing that great. Yeah. It caused me to, like, feel this certain way or that certain way. Mm-hmm. 
like they're not in your body they're not in your mind and they don't know everything they don't know everything at all um something else under mental health issues that i want to talk about and i kind of want to do a episode on this and a later mm-hmm. date like maybe but because i think it's so prominent in people our age is eating disorders mm-hmm. and we learned about this emma and i were talking about like we learned about eating disorders as if they're like the political parties like yeah there, there's the main three and this is what they are yeah most people have what they do this. most people have yeah that. yeah this is how you identify this right when it's it's crazy because even you could say that with all different mental health disorders um and even like diseases and shit like certain symptoms show diff- show up differently in different people yeah and they're exactly. seen like we feel like we were taught with especially with eating disorders like this is how you identify a person who has see i wasn't even this taught eating that disorder at all really? like i was taught anorexia looks like it, you are anorexic if you are starving yourself. Mm-hmm. You are bulimic if you are throwing up. Well, that's more what I was right, to get right. At. Like in yeah. identifying yourself. Yeah. But I think that there should have been such a more nuanced conversation of like if your friend is disappearing after a meal and going into the bathroom for ten minutes, like how to like a protocol almost, like yeah. how to respond with people like that. And I also feel like we totally could have had experience with like someone coming in who's experienced certain things a hundred percent and like empathizing with us being like i was there with you like, and i'm older now yeah and, like, i know yeah I, like i, I know yeah because i feel like we were just taught it in such a like don't do this like don't throw up in the bathroom like that's yeah. bad and it's like well huh like I know. how is that gonna prevent anything and to like we were taught Talk it like don't smoke cigarettes. It was like don't have anorexia. Don't, yeah, exactly. Don't have, don't have an eating disorder. Yeah. But then also, I think that we were also never taught properly about proper nutrition. But it's also probably because the the people teaching there us, were, no one's had it has it figured out really. Yeah. But if, even if you wanted to lose weight healthily as a teenager, like it felt like the only think i feel like i only knew people who lost weight in high school from starving themselves mm-hmm. never in a healthy way or like overly working out yeah like nothing was ever it was so it's so sad to like watch yeah it's really sad like we and all we all knew someone that like had a very severe eating disorder and everyone talked about it and that kind of thing mm-hmm. but and no one knew it, it was almost it became awkward where it's like people didn't want to make fun of the person like, it was out of concern, but, but also... everyone talked about it. But also, it's because everyone was uncomfortable. Like, yeah. everyone didn't know how to... We were never taught how to handle something like that. Exactly. Like, how to behave towards it or how to... It's like, well, we can't say it to her face because that's, it's like, like weird. rude and weird. Yeah. But then, like... But also, we're all, exp- like, seeing this happen before our eyes. So, mm-hmm. like, and, like, we... we don't know her parents. Like, yeah. Kind of thing like that. And, yeah, what else... Like I said, I want to kind of dive into it further on a different episode but when I was like a sophomore in high school I I don't know if I was anorexic but there was a point when I was throwing up and I, I lost like a ton of weight randomly not randomly because I had an eating disorder yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm like how do I classify it you're but, like how um, do I say this lightly <laughs> yeah I fully had an eating disorder yeah and 
I remember it coincided with my parents getting a divorce. So all the adults in my life were like, oh, she's so stressed. And like, and what I'll say right now, and hopefully this helps people, is like one of the biggest things that's that can be tough is for a lot of people that are having an eating disorder, they have severe body dysmorphia. So they don't know unless they're weighing themselves how they look. And the I still remember, like I can name you right now, five comments that people made to me that made me want to like keep starving myself. Because like, like people are like, oh, she looks so skinny, but out of concern. I was like, oh good, that's what I want. And like I, I almost like I never really have like a clear image in my head of like what I look like but for now I'm like it's for the better because I'm like doing very well now but Mm -hmm. I recall points in my life of I based my judgment on how other people saw me Mm -hmm. so what I'll say is like I don't know the answer of how to deal with a friend with an eating disorder but because you were the friend with the eating disorder yeah exactly but coming up to people and telling them that like you I just think commenting on people's bodies is weird it is and I think a and lot it's of a people, habit in our society it's like oh, I think it it also relates to what we were saying before about just feel the awkwardness of not knowing what to say because we were never taught how to act with it yeah. it's like all I know how to say is like oh you look good yeah or like but, oh but you that but some people use that like as whatever. fuel which yeah. is like the hard thing and that you don't like no one realizes it's toxic but it's almost like an anxiety thing from the other person being like i'm seeing that this dramatic change in you and i don't know and what it, to do, it's yeah. partly concerned partly like i don't know what to say like i don't know if this is a healthy way or not healthy way yeah. like nobody knows so like they're just like i guess i'll just make a comment on it and what i'll say is like be empathetic to your friends because or, or anyone because a lot of people what i've noticed in myself like when I didn't have an eating disorder anymore, I noticed that sometimes when I'm with girls that are starving themselves, because I like try to like keep myself looking how I want healthily now and it like takes work, I almost feel the initial thing that I feel when a girl is like not eating is like resentment and that she's doing it out of vanity. And like I know to not act on that and like erase that from my mind. But I, when, I remember like a lot of people in my life being like oh what you're just gonna like count those calories blah 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 like Mm -hmm. being like rude about it because deep down a lot of girls have like a I'm jealous that like I almost feel like some girls like wish they had an eating disorder to look different kind of thing or like I have at points well it's like a shame like there's a shame around it yeah like they were gonna shame you because they because like it's almost like like when I have okay so I've had points in my life where I'm like going to the gym and stuff and then this girl like looks so much better than me but because she's doing really unhealthy things and I'm almost kind of like oh fuck her like she's doing it the unhealthy way but like she looks amazing and I just want you anyone listening if you have that in your head to really try to notice it in yourself and notice that like that's like the that's inner so toxic part of you that's like yeah. wanting to be like that yeah. be like her and do the things that they that she wants to, or like the things that she's doing to harm herself yeah but yeah, yeah. so this is a really friends, like it's a really complex topic yeah, yeah it's very complex yeah. and i do you wish you had like when you were in this 
point in your life do you wish you had like what do you wish you had from a friend that's a good question um I had a conversation with my family recently and I told them that I wish I was like I don't blame anyone because obviously like I was lying to everyone like I mean I was lying to you yeah I I remember this I don't know I just have a gluten allergy and I get sick after I eat which was true but I think that sparked me being like oh well then I'm so whenever I slightly whenever I eat it I should throw up I should throw up yeah and I was just telling my family like I wish that they hadn't kind of made fun of me like we would go out to ice cream and I was on the thing of like oh I'm just a really healthy kid Mm -hmm. and they would be like oh so you're not gonna get that what has too many calories and I was like had this like tearful conversation with one of my sisters being like I wasn't doing it like to try to look good like I was doing it because I was afraid of food (laughs) kind of thing yeah so I like you almost wish you had someone or I feel like it brings you back to like your like vulnerable little child self where you feel like helpless yeah you feel that way yeah kind like like you wanted like i feel like hmm. i think just empathy like you don't because the person is lying to themselves because do you feel like those little comments and digs that people would make it's not helpful like that wasn't gonna bring you out of it no it it wasn't gonna bring i have firsthand been at dinner with someone where they were counting their calories at the table and someone else made a like marked them being like don't do that or whatever right and you could just feel the like intense anxiety from that person yeah. having to put that phone down and it's be like so anxiety like oh they're gonna have to wait to go to the bathroom to like do the math or whatever yeah. or like they're gonna do it anyway yeah it's like when you make those marks it's just putting shame around it and i th- yeah it's like the remarks come from helplessness of not knowing how to help and like i said earlier being like like stop like we all because mm-hmm. all girls deal with like seeing yeah. these like super super tiny edited bodies on instagram mm-hmm. and then being like i don't look like that yeah and i feel like um, it can also you can also relate it to addictions where it's mm. like there's such shame around having an eating disorder right because it's like quote-unquote bad right things that are bad for you there's so much shame around it yeah so whether or not it's that person's fault like i consider an eating disorder a disease like just as you would it would um alcoholism or any uh, and remember how ocd i was at that point too yeah so like those two big it made it like an addictive like like, thing yeah yeah and i and i also remember like you going through that and i was like i don't know whether to compliment her or to like say something yeah like but, like, I never wanted to say something to make you feel, like, shameful well, about like, having a dating disorder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I never wanted to call you out on it because I knew that calling you out on it wouldn't fix it. Yeah. I would. Oh, I would also say a big thing is don't, um, don't comment on other people's eating, but in the way of, like, like, if people think that their, their eating is being watched, it's going to make them, like, kind of spiral, I think. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, like, it's going to inflict that like anxiety like oh i'm being perceived like yeah i need to hide this because exactly. it's like the feeling of wanting to hide it because it's shameful because it's sh- exactly yeah all i remember you saying which is like was honestly helpful is that i thought that i was like so fat before i lost weight mm-hmm. and like i'm pretty sure i'm like at or around the weight that i was and i'm like i feel fine now and I just remember you having said, like, Hannah, like, because I'd make those comments all the time. And then at one point you were like, Hannah, you were never, like, fat. 
<laughs> and I was like, you were just taller than everyone. Yeah. And I was like, I like didn't, I was like, oh, yes, I was. I was like, oh, that was when I was fatter. Like, I don't know. It's crazy, but just. Yeah, you never realize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have watch out for your friends, have those conversations. And obviously we'll get way deeper into this. I feel like this is such a huge topic yeah. and it's really hard to um, cover in like 10, five to 10 minutes. Right. Um, but just don't be placing shame on anyone and be empathetic and just be aware that everyone's going through different shit and yeah it's not everyone can help the way they are and if you're trying to talk to someone about it too like if you're the friend think about where it's coming from to like Mm -hmm. like decide how you give your advice kind of thing yeah um yeah so and then another one was just what abnormal looks like and, or how to advocate for yourself as a woman. And I think this is an important one because... Big and, yeah, and complex. There's so, so many different ways. Because yeah. we have so many... Women's bodies are so different. Yeah. That And we're all on different meds. We're all on different birth controls. That no one knows what normal is. Think about the no. number of things you've ignored. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Well, you're a different case. Okay, yeah, I'm a different case, but... TMI, I guess. I don't know. Like, I was like spotting um, for guys Anything who don't say, know. We can also cut yeah, was, too. No, so well, I don't really care because I, I do want to be like open on the podcast. For guys who don't know, when you get your period, um, and there's certain times where you can be like spotting, which is just like light blood. Like, yeah, not, like, like not, not full period. Yeah. But you're like, oh, she's coming tomorrow or something like that. And I feel like there's certain, like, there's, it's so ambiguous. Like, you could be like spotting, you're like, I don't know what that was. Yeah. No, literally. <laughs> like, we're never taught to be like, <laughs> it's like the middle of the month. You're like, I have no idea. Like, like we okay. were never taught to like, oh, let's investigate what is the meaning behind that. Right. But a man has a cold and he's in the emergency room texting you to bring him a sandwich. Like, <laughs> We the, He's the in bed number for three of days. things yeah. that girls deal with that they don't talk about probably until they're like our age right yeah. now. Like my little sister and her friends probably have not talked about the weird things or like yeah. I don't know about them, but I know that it's at eighteen I didn't talk about mm-hmm. like this came out of me and I don't know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like just in college and living with girls, it w- was the first time where those conversations came up where it was like oh shit you deal with that too like, yeah oh like it's it like, like the one bold girl in yeah. the friend group one person say, make like, a little comment this was weird and then everyone's like oh my god same i hate when that happens or, ha- yeah even tiktok too like i feel like there's so many things that have True. gone viral on tiktok where i'm like has validated so many experiences that i've had in life I agree. yeah and you're like oh this i'm not the only one mm-hmm. and you're not girls just need one. to talk yeah like we're told to like shove everything down and it's not a big deal in the way that like we can't be burdens not Mm -hmm. in the way of like we can have emotions and blah 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 we can worry about boys and whatever but like when it comes to our like body and like our cycle and like everything with that even with like sex and stuff we're like never it's always like so again shameful to like talk about yeah and i think tiktok is helping a lot in those little ways Mm -hmm. then also misinformation misinformation is crazy like i know nothing about like i do think that um like cycle syncing or whatever people call it Mm -hmm. is can be helpful i but i don't know enough to talk on it at all it's like a fad but it's another one of those fads it's like when our moms in the 90s had all those magazines and they were all doing like the keto or whatever diets yeah um 
I think I've learned now to just not jump into any trend. Yeah, I think that's probably the best. Like, like take advice. it, take everything with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. And yeah, unless it's coming from a doctor or you're doing something and you're actually feeling good from it, like, yeah. don't let your brain trick you into thinking something feels good because. Yeah. You'll, like, see a TikTok about it being, like, drinking grape juice every day is, <laughs> yeah. like, like, maybe like lowers you. your cholesterol. And, and then like, someone, like, steak three meals a day yeah. every single day. Yeah. And then people are, like, oh, I feel amazing. And then, like, a month later, you see in their TikTok, they're not doing it anymore. And you're, like, they're hmm. also lying. Yeah, you don't feel amazing. Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow eats bone broth. Maybe. Like, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, probably. But, like, all these <laughs> other people, what I eat in a day, I'm, like, and then I feel shitty if yeah. I walk by the kitchen and, like, take some... Like, they didn't show you the it's chips like, that they took from the bowl yeah. when they walked out through the kitchen. Like, yeah. that, those... I things. always wonder. I'm, like, I wonder what's, like, their shameful, like, oh, I can't vlog about this. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, like, the little stacks that yeah. we all... I don't know, but... Like, did they late night go to McDonald's with their friends? Probably. Like, they would never post that. I just think the what I eat in a day... Have it just out of hand it's ineffective i'm yeah. like what is the point of telling everyone what you're eating a day because everyone needs different things mm-hmm. and then like it started with like the fitness influencers which okay like if you're trying to teach some of them or like trying to really healthily teach like young girls how to like get mm-hmm. enough protein and get enough carbs but then i'm like why is like a like random fashion influencer posting what she eats in a day yeah you can post wow this salad was really good from this place sure as in the way of like yeah like you guys should all come here like this place is good Mm -hmm. but the what i eat in the day like can we cut that out it's getting like it's it's dumb i honestly skip through all the videos unless it's like a cool recipe or like if you're you have to bring something to the table because your eating routine diet routine whatever i don't care if you're a nutritionist yeah (laughs) like i don't know you're just like, I don't know, get some clients. Like, that's not... Also, there are nutritionists out there, but think about how easy it would be to get a TikTok following by writing the word nutritionist in your bio. No one's mm-hmm. fact-checking these people. Yeah. Like... They could be a nutrition yeah. ma- major or something. Right. Yeah. Another yeah. thing I wanted to say is, on the on the topic of, like, abnormal, whatever, I don't... I've never heard a man talk about being constipated. <laughs> Yeah, that's and really girls stri- just have so many like I'm bloated, I'm not. Um, yeah, I think it's because yeah, we I do all these things days. that are honestly probably yeah all these weird health regimens like it's crazy, bro. Another thing I wish we learned, which relates, is I won't shut up about this now, but the fact that when I went to Europe, I ate bread like well gluten free because I'm gluten free, but like every day like bread like fries um, pasta all of these things and I felt amazing and I never once took like a laxative and I I was never bloated and then I came back to the U.S. and I opened my medicine drawer and I saw like Miralax no literally Miralax like like anti-bloat um I was gonna say I don't think there's one girl I don't know that doesn't have Miralax. I know. And they're like every like college girl group has like has Miralax. The thing of it. Like yeah. who has it? Yeah. yeah. And so something that I'm haven't at all mastered yet, but I'm really trying to look into is it's so much more effective to look at what's going into your food than it is to look at the calories on your food. Mm-hmm. Because like Europeans, a lot of them don't really give a shit about calories. They're thinking about is it good yeah. food. I'm, I'm more worried about the chemicals in our food exactly. than anything. Exactly. 
Like, like American I'm like, food is like. I'm like, yeah, you really should be eating bad. a balance of protein, carbs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I think I'm, I'm not qualified to give any advice on yeah. how you're supposed to eat, too. But like, a lot of the, the times, I'm like, are bro, bad. Yeah, and the chemicals in our tampons. I just think of like everything. I'm like, what even is in the pill? Second know. of all, um, yeah. Do you want to get into that? Yeah. Because that was, I think, that's yeah, one of them, a few right? other things we had. Yeah, was um. Oh wait, would that be? Yeah, pregnancy. Just as a mm-hmm. topic. Um, endometriosis, PCOS. I know. I know multiple people. I remember there was a girl in fifth grade who had. I don't know if it was endometriosis or P- PCOS. I know. honestly don't even know the difference. I don't even know the difference. Yeah, and guys. Again, we didn't. I mean, we usually do like research or like. Mm-hmm. right things and honestly sheet. we purposely didn't because exactly. i wanted this to be an honest conversation it's i didn't not want like this for lack of research it's like yeah. we won't even know enough yeah. by looking on a trying to be transparent and show you like we like how much we don't know and i don't want to come out here with facts that i'm looking up on fucking health.com yeah that might not even be true yeah like because go to- yeah because we're encouraging everyone questioning all the sources that you're getting your information from mm-hmm but I don't know what PCOS is or endometriosis, but I just remember, like, certain people getting it and me being, like, like, what does that even mean? Like, what if I have it? Like, how do I, I identify know. that? Like, I like don't know. Like, if you miss a cycle, like, what, a period yeah. or something. And they're always, like, if your periods are regular, I'm, like, what the fuck does irregular mean? Please I, let me know. All of our periods what are is regular? regular. I remember the first people I met who had regular periods. I was, yeah. like, wait, what? Like, like, I guess I get it every month, but, like bro like i guess yeah that's mm-hmm. so bad yeah i feel like it's such an important part of our life and the fact that we know so little about it is crazy to me it is crazy and it's crazy to me i never learned about pcos or endometriosis in school i ever. i just remember a girl telling me in high school who had endometriosis that um she knew at our age that like, that she wouldn't she be able to have, have kids, kids. Yeah. and i was like whoa that's heavy yeah like and none of us would know because I do know other adults who know they can't have kids, but mm-hmm. they didn't learn that until they were like 30. Another huge one, um, atopic pregnancies. Mm, yeah. I was, through college, I was terrified that of that happening scary. to I me. I know people have gotten this. Ne- I don't know how, what the symptoms are, like how to identify that. I and that's it's, deadly. It's like when the, the egg is like fertilized or starts growing on the outside of the fallopian tube yeah and then you probably get like really bad pain no i know that's what it like i know that's what happens like i know what an atopic pregnancy is but i don't know how to identify it in myself like if it was happening to me i don't know because we're always taught like fucking abdominal pain are you kidding me it could be anything yeah i remember all of our organs are here like my appendix was coming out the fact that i wasn't immediately concerned like I was, I came home from a night out and I was laying on my bed and my stomach just started rising and I was getting the craziest pain. Mm-hmm. And for, I was. And I bet for 30 seconds you're like, is this just cramps? Oh no, for like three hours. Like I was like on the floor vomiting for five hours total before yeah. I was like, I need to go to the hospital. But for three of those hours, I was like, this is some woman shit that um that tomorrow. Yeah, this, I'm this be mysterious like, oh. illness that we yeah. all fall under all the time. Like yeah. what? Like, oh, it's it's about time. Like, yeah. it's been a month since I was, like, writhing in pain. Yeah. Like, so, I don't like know. why are women always sick? Because we're being, I don't know. The guys in my life are sick, like, once every three months. But maybe. if they're sick, it's, like, the biggest deal. Yeah. But they're like, oh, I'm sick. It, like, has to be announced. Right. Whereas, right, like, right. I'm showing up 
to this event together with like raging cramps and stomach oh issues God. and whatever and i'm like oh i can still go out like it's there's like- these people on tiktok that do videos of the period stimulator and they put mm-hmm. it on like they one mm-hmm. video i watched they put it on a cop a male police officer and he was on like a level six and it was like one to ten ten being the highest pain it is and he was on a six and his face is just like he's like this in so much pain and the woman's looking at him she goes oh would you want to go into work and he was like fuck no and she was like have you ever had someone call out for period cramps and he was like no like exactly i remember distinctly i can remember like time place like in my chemistry classroom we have i don't know like during class doing a worksheet or something having excruciating pains and just sitting there like squeezing my fist being Mm -hmm. like like breathing and just like pushing through the day yeah like what the fuck and they'd be like oh have you'd go to the down to the nurse to get advil or whatever and then be like have you taken any today like whatever yeah and then like that wouldn't even work like you would take the advil and you'd still be in excruciating pain all day and it's like is that really the solution it's honestly become so normalized in society to the point that if i had crazy period cramps i don't think my mom my mom would be like all right get up go to go to school yeah like no, yeah, my mom was like, unless you're throwing up, like, yeah, that was cool. like, because even yeah, we're, we all got through. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't even out. blame them for that. Like, they didn't exactly. know. Like, they were taught the same, like, basically the same. Exactly. We yeah. Like, women just have cramps and they have pains here and there, and that's fine. Yeah. So that is the case, but also yeah, which is why I kind of advocate for like treating yourself like a baby sometimes. Yeah. Like in those times, like start to lean into self care and be like. No, like today I'm like not feeling good and I'm going to have a mellow day and that's okay. Like, yeah, because gonna... you can be hurting yourself to exercise during during yeah. that and stuff. Like stretch out, like lay in bed. like. And if you're a man dating mm-hmm. a woman or have women in your lives, be empathetic towards it because mm-hmm. it's a real fucking thing. It is a real thing and I hate that it got like such a weird... Like, st- like girls on a period like, that like oh buy her chocolates and whatever it's like not everyone wants fucking chocolates like no yeah. i just want like advil or water <laughs> like i don't yeah. know like i don't know it's just one of those things where like, like we're not always being dramatic i think they think because it always happens they're like oh it's happening again like they're like oh it must not be that bad and right. it's like well not all the time no, it's not I always agree. that bad it's like but because women aren't calling out of work or like stuff like that they mu- it must not be bad but it's just no we've we have to deal with it so. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's just something you deal with. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not that big a deal. And it's like, bro, it is. why do you get to make the rules? <laughs> <laughs> okay, two quick other things were, um, oh, well, I just wanted to say really quickly, the types of, we talked about the types of birth control early on, but mm-hmm. a lot of people recently have been asking me about, like, IUDs and stuff. Everyone's been getting them, it feels like. Yeah, I, so I have an IUD, and I got it a year ago and I'm still not 100% on how I feel about it like I'm like maybe I'll take it out maybe I won't but I would say go get several different consultations um and I'm on like a really low hormone one because I just don't really love the idea of birth control but there's so many different types this was one of the one things that I've done for my body that I actually did extensive research on before I did it and I'm happy about that because we're all so different um so yeah, I would just say I think it's effect. Well, obviously I'm not pregnant, but um, <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I would just say do your research. Yeah, 
don't go on tiktok for your research yeah don't, don't be looking up like girl with iud like it does does it hurt whatever it talk hurt. to female it doctors it probably hurts yeah. like but just figure out if it's right for you yeah um and if you if you got it and your body's not doing right like i don't know yeah take it out like if you want to take don't it just out, deal take it out. with it yeah like some doctors also can have really bad bedside manner and not take you seriously and this is just probably the overall thing that we could piece of advice from this episode is just like advocate for yourself mm-hmm. In therapy, because and doctors office, experience anything. everyday people complaining and saying, and they, and it's almost like the boy who cried wolf kind of vibe, mm-hmm. where like they, like how are they supposed to know when it's serious or not? Right. Like you have to advocate yourself and like make demands. Like yeah. you're like, this is not like something's not right. I need you to figure this out. Yeah, you probably know that better than anyone. Like having yeah. all these like health, health issues. issues. Yeah, yeah. It's like you've had to like. Yeah, I've had so to say I went to a doctor a couple of weeks ago and they wanted to put me on another medication and I was like, and I had to, and if I wasn't the, like me two years ago would have been like, okay, yeah, but like um, something's off my in my body right now in a different way and I'm going to a different doctor for something else and I'm like, I need that cleared up first and I'll have them like fax you over my blood work and mm-hmm. like you guys can communicate yeah like i'm not just gonna roll with like oh yeah let me do what you just said right and i'm gonna keep saying yes like don't be a yes man in the doctor's office and don't. ask questions too because i had no my mom's a nurse so it gives me a little bit of a glimpse into like how the medical system works in terms of you get a referral from this doctor to go here and and this and this but i mean i was raised thinking that um, I when when you're young and go to public school, you can't enroll unless you have an updated physical. So like that's something that keeps you in the system. But then when you graduate high school, like you don't there's no one forcing you to go to the doctors. Mm-hmm. And I remember learning that like my sister graduated college and moved away. And she goes, Hannah, I haven't been to the doctors and like to the dentist in like four years. And I was like, that's like, so I thought bad. it was like government check. Like, you, yeah. you know what I mean? so i was so used to my mom making all my appointments yeah same and then i was like oh fuck like and my mom still she doesn't make my appointments but she makes sure i've made them primary one thing i learned if there's one thing i learned from public like being a public health major is go to your primary care preventative care is like so fucking important Mm. because you don't want to wait until something's wrong and then you have to get like a crazy surgery or by then you have this condition that you could have prevented yeah that and going to the dentist like ac- it, they, it's so important i mean we should have learned about how to make appointments young yeah how but about in that? high school health insurance oh my god like, yeah i know not everyone mm-hmm. like listening can afford to see uh, all these different types specialists of specialists and stuff right. yeah uh, out of like, but primary care yeah is super important Mm -hmm. like make your yearly appointments and it's Mm -hmm. only going to get more important the older we get and i know mass health has um i think i don't know it's just this country is so fucked up in certain ways with insurance the first time i ever learned about health insurance and stuff was when i like the first public health class i took and i was like oh wow yeah like damn holy shit like i did not realize this is the way it is and obviously right now we're 21 22 like still on our parents health insurance so like but i think um i feel like i have a more clearer picture of like how stressful and important at the same time it is yeah i one time was in 
out on campus at UMass Amherst and a kid fell off his bike and his tooth was out and his arm was broken. Yeah. And he goes, guys, you can help me. Do not call an ambulance. No one call an ambulance because it's yeah. fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. So look into your options. Um, when I So I have a rheumatoid arthritis and I take Humira for it. And I remember when I was getting, uh, like, going through the process of getting that medication and calling, like, CVS Specialty Mm -hmm. and then calling, um, like, Humira, whatever, trying to get, like, the Saver card or whatever. Right. Because without insurance, it's $3,000 for two. That is crazy. For, like, two doses. And I was like, holy shit. And pay attention, too, to, like, because these elections and stuff actually matter. Like, it it doesn't matter to you that the Mm -hmm. price of insulin for people with diabetes is going up. Until you have diabetes. Until you have diabetes. And you're, like, or know someone. Mm -hmm. Or, like, like these things actually These are the things I fucking wish we learned in health class. Yeah, same. Like, I want to know what is the best healthcare plan for me. I want to know, like, it's so individual, too, because you don't learn until you fall on your face. Yeah. Yeah. What jobs, or, like, looking for jobs that get you health insurance, like, making sure you have health insurance. I didn't need to learn that the pilgrims crashed into a rock for four years straight and then visit that rock. (laughs) That (laughs) is now a new rock. It's how to get an STD Isn't it, like, a new rock, too? It's, like, not even the real one. I know. Last thing on the, the... topic is really quickly i have nothing else to say about stds other than they're real and get tested and wear condoms yeah there's people that are like i'm friends with or like friend of a friend or a friend's like person they fucked up with has an std and i'm like oh shit like like it honestly comes out of nowhere where like you think it's not real and right. then you're like oh but it's also it's so real like i like almost all of my direct friends like like i know so it. Yeah. many people um i never have but it's not it's honestly for Out luck, of luck. Yeah. yeah it's like like now i'm a lot more this careful also with things, goes at the beginning of college like this also connects to like the whole consent and everything with when, with like wearing condoms and oh shit. my god if a man tells you he's not putting on a condom get the fuck out yeah and asked like, too. Oh, that's weird. You don't put on a condom. Okay, so let's wait till tomorrow. We can go to an STD clinic together, and then you can buy and my then, plan B. Yes, and then I'll never talk to you again. You're like, then we maybe maybe then we can hook up, or do you want to just put on a condom right now? <laughs> and don't be guilted into like I don't know. Just only advocate you like you have to advocate. Yeah, advocate yeah. for yourself. Only you are there for you. Like the. That shitty guy doesn't get, give a fuck about you. He just cares yeah. about coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so advocate for yourself, guys. Get information from reliable sources. We're going to list some. Um, and keep the conversation going. Yeah. Be open with your girlfriends. Yeah. We couldn't like, even cover everything. Yeah, like, we have so we, we just went through like here, half the shit that we were, were trying to get through. But because this topic is so dense and so just complex... I don't know. I feel like it's a good start to the conversation, at least. Yeah. Be able to do their research. If so there's anything that you listening. want us to, like, get in deeper with, yeah. let us know. Email um, in. Our emails or DMs. Or DM us. Open. I feel yeah. like DMing DM is, is the easier. easiest way. Yeah. yeah. Rate um, and review. Or if you have any stories, email. I love, pe- like, if people email with, like, Personal stories. stories. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're obviously will always stay anonymous. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, leave a 
rate and review or whatever on Spotify. On Spotify. <laughs> like, subscribe. Five stars. Uh, more. <laughs> <laughs> and follow the Instagram at Sincerely and Interested. And TikTok. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.